welcome to Let's Talk Church. I'm Brian. And I'm Matt. We're here to talk about all that is going on in the church world. In this podcast, we find blog posts, articles, and vicious rumors about the church world, and we talk about it. All right, Matt, let's do it. Let's talk church. All right, Matt. So we're in this week. I know that uh, you and I have been sitting here visiting for a little bit, and it's been it's been a busy couple of weeks for me, and I think it's been. I think we found us a good article to talk about tonight. How's how have you been doing? Well, I've been all right. Yeah, we got this article tonight. Title of our article is Can Christian Merchandise Really Be Misleading? The I don't know it's a subtitle, a little summary thing at the top says, and I won't read the whole article, but I'm gonna read the summary real quick because I think it kind of puts it together. If a believer chooses to use Christian merchandise for the purpose of evangelism, while also keeping in mind the proper context and meaning of verses and symbols, then they need to be ready to speak the gospel and share their testimony. This is from Sophia Bricker, contributing writer at Christianity.com. What I didn't do was look up about Sophia. I like her name. (laughs) We watch a lot of Golden Girls. Sophia means wisdom? Uh Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. is wisdom. Sophia would be the uh, the feminine, I believe. Okay, okay. Well, this story here is kind of interesting. So basically, they're talking about Christian mer- merchandise. You know how you, you go buy that sign? Like, you know, say you're going to go to your kid's sports game, right? You're out there at the softball tournament, right? And you and you bring your Christian sign with you, and uh, you know they almost make that field goal. They almost make it, and you just hold up your sign that says "Jesus wept." <laughs> you know, um, is that is that an appropriate thing? Now they don't use that example in this story, but they do use examples of you know T-shirts that say John three sixteen, hats got the Jesus fish. Bible verses put on a picture on the wall, stuff like that. And they kind of go back and forth right. on, uh, you know, if this is a good thing, a bad thing, that sort of thing. Go ahead. What was you going to say there, Brian? Yeah. Well, since uh, well, I'll, I'll take a step back from what I was. Since, since you mentioned the, the back and forth, something that, I realized with this article in particular, and as I've back on some of the others that we have you noticed that a lot of these popular websites that we're using uh, polls are a bit elven. They they neither give you a yes nor a no. <laughs> they they kind of lay it out there as it's, it's this and it's this and decide which direction you choose to go. Have you noticed that, or is it just me? Well, let's remember that these articles often are coming across as news reporting type thing. Uh-huh. So I think they're trying to be more journalistic, or at least the way news should work. Now, we're so used to Fox News and CNN and NBC and all this that tries to tell us how to think. I think a lot of these articles don't tell you how to think, per se. And they often come to some conclusion. 
I appreciate that they try to offer both sides. In this case, she offers three sides against it, very for it, and then kind of a balance between the two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see. Um, but it, it just, I'd have to go back and, and actually reread some of the others that we've done. You know, even some of the ones that, you know, there's a clear, definite answer to biblically, they kind of seem to fall short of, of make, makes me wonder, you know, how some of the articles that we had chosen were clickbaity for uh-huh. some of these articles are just written in a way to avoid the controversy but stuff going out um, you know because obviously she brings out you know there's people that are against Christian merchandise there are people that are for it and I could probably plug in a few you know keywords and find uh, a website in all black with neon green writing all about how you're going to hell because you have a Jesus fish on your hat right I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> right um, you know or or the opposite right that if you're not doing this then you're not really loving Jesus right you're not really doing your thing so the extremes are definitely there um, and so I, I, I don't know if Chris.com pulled her back and said don't pick a side right because then we'll be lumped in with the extremes or if it feels that is the right path, which I agree with everything that she writes. So we're, we're not going to go down, down that way. Right. Uh, You're not saying her in particular wrote anything wrong. Oh, right. Absolutely. It's just, it's interesting how blatant in this article that it's both sides have a place. If that makes sense. Sorry. I know kind of a, a side, a side but you make a good point using Jesus wept. Um, she starts out in the article. Does she start with the positive? If, um, you know, if you're not careful with Christian merchandise, easy to take something out of its context, right? And apply a modern to the phrase that breaks that breaks a lot of what the scriptures Jesus wept right there is there is deep theological meaning to that two words in John the whole context around it that if you don't have it breaks the whole meaning so yeah, and that Jesus wept one when someone misses a field goal completely destroys it. Yeah, that Jesus wept one is one that always gets to me because uh, my wife's family has this thing where after they pray, everybody says a, a Bible verse. And its intention is, you know, learn the Bible. And we're, we should commit these things to memory. It's a great intention. Mm-hmm. But some <laughs> choose to say Jesus wept. 
because it's the shortest verse in the Bible. And so they're right. just saying it to get past it so they can get to the food. And that sort of thing always frustrates me. Like, you don't even know what it means, obviously. Uh, right. Can't tell me what was happening, why Jesus wept or any of that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I realized that not every moment in life requires a deep theological <laughs> exhortation oh, yeah. of what's going on here. But we ought to hold some things reverent. And there's a point she pulls out about that holding some things reverent. Some people make the point that having all this stuff on Christian merchandise like this, having Bible verses and things like that, you know, makes scripture not as important, um, makes it more commonplace and not as holy, and that maybe there's a place for us to hold things up to be holy. Mm-hmm. Um, those same people could make the point saying that's why you should read it in a physical book instead of on your screen. And while the other side would say, make it more accessible, make it where people actually live and breathe this sort of thing, where they, this is something they talk about, you know. Um, an example here. Let me let me read this example because this is a good back and forth example here. She writes, for example, a married Christian couple may place a beautiful piece of art in their newly born child's nursery with a section of a Bible verse to show their thankfulness to God for this child. They may choose First Samuel one twenty seven which reads, for this child I prayed, but is displayed on the piece of artist, for this child we prayed. We in little blocks, so you know it wasn't exactly the word, right? Mm-hmm. In context, this verse is referring to the miracle of Hannah conceiving and giving birth to Samuel after earnestly praying for a son, for Samuel 1, 11 and 20. Uh, some couples may spend time praying for a child because of barrenness, but most will not experience the same miracle that Hannah did in the Old Testament. Also, only Hannah prayed for her son, not her husband, which is why changing the verse to we prayed would misconstrue the meaning of the verse. Hence, one could see the possible dangers of Christian merchandise changing or taking verses out of context. Now, that's an example she uses there. The opposite I think about that is, yeah, that's kind of not great. You're taking, I mean, it is not, it's not good. You're taking a, a verse and you're really not using it for what it was actually meant, and you're trying to put it onto your own things to make it a nice thing for your baby. But on the other hand, maybe they did pray for that baby, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe even if it's out of context, that Bible verse helps bring them some comfort. Or maybe that Bible verse helps them remember to pray for their baby while they're still yet a baby. So many parents get so tied up in all that there is to do to take care of a new baby that they don't keep the spiritual connection. And I think it's super important that you pray for that kid and you pray with that kid. And that kid as a baby needs to be a part of that process, even before they understand. Mm-hmm. And if that Bible verse helps make that happen, I know our listeners will not be surprised that I'm going to take this, this side. Let's not, let's not, let's not harness God here. Let's not try to, to push God into a corner and say he can only do certain things in a certain way. Um, right. You know, yeah, that, that's a that's a interesting example that she she gives. Yeah, I think that says something about her too, because I think a lot of other writers would have picked more commonplace verses. Yeah, uh, it it's one of those verses, and it's not even the full verse. Um. But and so that that makes it a little bit easier for me to say 
it's really that I don't want to say that big of a deal um, to modify it because just a single uh, Bible app just crashed uh, because you are taking a snippet changing it there's probably not not world ending um, there are other verses though that um, <laughs> most <coughs> modern to use um, that when taken out of their context greatly change their uh, a, a big one that comes to mind is is Philippians chapter 4 you know verse 13 says I can do all things strengthens me again you know kind of that same idea from Jesus wept there's there's context there it matters sitting here saying I'm suffering right it doesn't matter where I'm or or hungry or filled I I can go through it all right and while some right everybody in right under under one one point some people understand that context and that's how that that's how they raise them daily of no matter what I'm going through, right? No matter how I'm suffering, Christ is right. Opposite side of people take that to say, you know, I can sell this car to this person because I can do a thing that's me, right? It's less about the coming through suffering and pain glory and riches and more about completing a task oh now see look we had this same problem 2000 years ago didn't we mm-hmm. see jesus talked to the pharisees and they had the same issue they knew these verses but they was more worried about the task than what the heart was behind it. and that's what he kept trying to tell them over and over again they got it wrong they missed the whole point missed the forest for the trees right Yeah, so and I think I we saw that problem in Christianity as much as they had in Judaism. What? I was saying I think we saw that problem in Christianity as much as they had it in Judaism. Oh, absolutely. If uh, honestly, in some cases, but, uh, that's a separate. That's a whole separate podcast for us to start down. Um, Yeah, I, I I can see how some Christians misuse Christian merchandise, right? Um, she she goes in and she makes a a statement that powerful, right? She's why some Christians would label Christian merchandise as misleading is because many believers to appear Christian through own and wear instead of how they live and speak. So I got to tell you a story about this. 
So I used to go to this church, you know, yeah. Lifehouse in Texarkana. Uh-huh. And one of the things Lifehouse did is we were real big about building a community at Lifehouse. One of the ways we built that community was just cheesy, but it worked really well, was T-shirts. We had T-shirts that said Lifehouse mm-hmm. on them. And when we showed up together to do things, Peace. Uh, right. yeah, uh, you know, six, seven, eight days a week, it'd be all right. We would wear those T-shirts. And I remember our pastor telling us um, he had talked to the people at the dollar store across the street, and some kids had gone in there causing trouble, some teenagers, doing Mm -hmm. stupid stuff teenagers sometimes do. It's not an excuse just because they're teenagers, but doing stupid things they shouldn't have been doing. I don't know if they were stealing or just causing trouble or what. They were doing something wrong. Right. But they were wearing their Lifehouse shirts. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to all of us. He's like, look, you need to understand that when you're putting on that shirt, you're representing this church. And when you're representing this church, you need to live to a certain way. And so you got to understand that when you put on that shirt yep. and you go out in this community, people are going to expect of you what they think they should expect from Jesus. And when you don't show up and act that same way, they're going to think badly of Jesus. And so... <laughs> He was serious about that when he told us that, but often he would joke about if you're going to go do something crazy or bad, pull off your Lifehouse shirt. Please right. just don't do it with your Lifehouse shirt. I don't want to come it back to me and tell me they were wearing Lifehouse shirts, which happened yeah. a lot. So that makes me think about that story about the Lifehouse shirts. I haven't been there in several years now, and I still have a closet full of Lifehouse shirts. Right. Um, heck, I've probably got one in the closet somewhere. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Come out to everybody. Um, yeah, we we technically yeah. sold the shirts, but I don't think ninety nine percent of people ever paid for a shirt. Yeah, it's. I was looking before we got started. This this simple statement here about trying to appear Christian through what they wear. Um, on um, ancient magic and, and all of that that I was looking through to see if there was reference uh, of talismans, right? So many people, uh, Christian or, or not, choose to use the cross or the Jesus fish as, as a talisman, right? To, as a good luck sign or it, lots of different things and that's that's another one of those things she doesn't get so much into into that side deep down a hole um but you know that happens too that choose to use the bible that way carry it with them so that they're protected or they're, you know, wearing their cross or whatever the case may be. Full Christians. Yeah. And you point out if we're hurt, right. We should be behaving as if 
we're wearing the shirt. Right? If we're bringing Christ to the world through what we're wearing, right? And I think well, that's know, that's kind of why she. So, sorry, go ahead. Well, so you know that's why I got that. I have a, a Coptic cross on my wrist, and that's why it's on my right wrist. It is to not to be my lucky talisman. This cross don't protect me of nothing. It's just some ink injected in my skin here, right? But the reason it's there is to remind me, and the reason it's on my right wrist because that's the hand you shake with when you do business is to yeah. remind me of who I'm supposed to be serving. Who my master really is. My master is right. the Lord. I serve God. And this cross is to remind me as I'm shaking hands and doing business, going, hey, how you doing? All this stuff in business. This is to remind me of who I'm supposed to serve. Um, another thing, I don't I don't carry one of these because I'm too absent-minded. This is why I have to have a tattoo because I can't lose it. Um, as I see people have these pocket crosses. And I could see how some people might think that's a talisman or a lucky charm. And some people may think of it that way, or they have those pennies with a cross stamped out of it, right? But mm -hmm. the way they're kind of advertised is you put that in your pocket, and at times of nervousness or anxiousness, you just kind of remember that's there. You you know, reach in your pocket, and you're like, oh, that's in there. And it helps you remember yep. to help center yourself. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you and I have talked about prayers before. And uh, I know you've given me the advice about, well, just you need to pray. You know, and I'm going to get all anxious about Spread something. And, yep. Exactly. I'm going to get all anxious about something and everything. And it's not that that particular words are some magical thing, but it helps you focus on right. what you're supposed to be focusing on. And that kind of kind of mm -hmm. is magical, actually. Yeah, depending on how you define magic. <laughs> it is uh, reasons that when I still had my, my prayer beads, that they stayed on my wrist, right? Because then I could look down, and they were there. I could see the cross, and I could see the beads, and I could begin to pray. And then I gave it to Austin, and he lost it at school. So I got to get some new ones. But uh, There was a Baptist yeah, church here in Louisville them. passing them out. That reminder. Okay, Sorry, we have a little delay here. I don't mean to keep I don't mean to keep jumping all over the top of you. There's a little bit of a delay there. Yeah, I, I've noticed you're uh, yeah, going towards that uh, that vein, right? Of you know you're wearing the cross. You know, the shirt that says Jesus saves, whatever the case may be, you know into this can be an opportunity to open the door to evangelism right having something helps others to see your identity right to who to say well wait a second let, let's talk about this right and I think that's Side from the Jews that are going to come from, you know, this small subset of people who are, you know, the small subset using it to look, the small subset of people that are using it as magic talismans or whatever the case may be, into 
people seek to use it for good. And that, again, you know, we, we're, we're kind of in a, in a strange vein here. Um, but I, having that, someone can say, tell me about the joy that you have, right, is a big deal. You know, it's funny. I look at this article and I noticed that there's all these ads around the article. Oh, I've got. See it. <laughs> well, there's an ad for get your copy of Praying Through Scriptures for Worry and Fear. Here's an ad for a book, um, Strong Faith for Tough Times. Hey, this is from someone we know. This is uh, Jeff Shreve. Oh, uh, nice. FBC Moore's Lane. It's his book. Uh, there's just several ads here. There's some non-Christian themed ads, but there's ads for several Christian themed apparel or Christian themed items like she's talking about. Here's some hats and it's just interesting that those ads would be there on mm -hmm. that. Um, and you know, I think there's some money making out of this too. I mean, Christians are a demographic like anybody else is a demographic, right? Right. And so there's some making money off of it for their culture. And I think there are definitely groups that do that who aren't necessarily Christians themselves. And so does that make them wrong? I mean, is it wrong if I sell rugby mugs, even though I don't know anything about rugby? Well, most people would say no. But if I was selling John 316 mugs and I don't believe in Christ, a lot of people would be upset by that. Maybe that's just a cultural thing. I don't know. That's a little weird, too. And, and a lot of Christian merchandise is expensive. I don't own a lot of this stuff because mm -hmm. it costs a lot of money. Do I own some of it? Sure. Um, I'm trying to look around. Oh, I got a picture on the wall over here with a Bible verse and an American flag. I bought it at a, uh, uh, a state sale. That's the only thing I got in this room. But walk through my house. I'm sure I have some Christian-like stuff or some Christian stuff. I know we've got pictures. We have a picture of uh, 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 the Last Supper, you know, by our table in there. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we're, we have stuff like that around the house. I'm, I'm sure of it. And they also, she makes the point here about people identify by the items they have, right? We also have Dallas Cowboys stuff around our house because we're Cowboys fans. I am because I have to be from birth. Not that I really like football that much. My wife is because she's a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. Um, we also have a Nintendo Game Boy throw down there laying across the back of the couch. We like Nintendo stuff, you know? So, you know, I'm sitting over here looking. I've got... Mega Man and Groot and, you know, several things. I got some pictures of guns laying around. You know, the cultural things just mix in. And Christianity is part of my culture, honestly. Um, I choose to associate myself with that, but it's part of my culture. It's part of where I, what I live and breathe and do, you know. And she makes that point that point in the article as well. So I don't know that we have any like uh, big disagreements on this article here, Brian. 
I think our more interesting episodes are if we disagree on something a little bit. Right. Uh, I... Not that I we're necessarily trying to make episodes interesting, by the way. We're, we're really just talking about these things. And we don't script this out. We're just talking this as we go. That's why sometimes Matt's a little quiet. We read the article and then we talk about it. And y'all get whatever comes out. Um, I, I don't. I don't necessarily. This is a this is, yes and no, right? So it's hard to say I disagree or I agree with the article, right? Because um, what is it? What is she actually saying? I think the balanced view is kind of what she's taking, because of the way she wears it. Thus, a more balanced view. I think that's kind of the what, what she's taking she is the more balanced view. You know, a more balanced view. Right. It, it recognizes that Christian items can be, but they don't have to be deceiving or misused, right? Properly understanding them in their context and recognizing my key point, recognizing that merchandise does not replace evangelism of this product right um, it's it's a very uh, ebb and flow between you know the churches that I work with on a regular uh, I'll go into some and you know you can tell there are those few people whose desks are just covered in Christian merchandise them and you're like you're just running yourself with this stuff so that you look more churchy while you're at church right and then oh, there are those yes. few people there are those few people, a little cross and christian people that you can talk to and you know that when they see that cross it's because they're praying and so there's there's diverse how much of it has fallen for consumerism right you see it you like it so you buy it being used for spiritual growth oh um, yeah i spent i know, spent time I... one time with the head guy at this church the head preacher head pastor and i spent several hours with this man and we never talked about jesus right and that's such a foreign concept to me i can't spend several hours with anybody at all in life and not talk about jesus and yeah. yet he, he's over this massive church and we didn't talk about Jesus. We talked all about his life and different things, and Jesus never came up. It was so weird. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying the man's not a Christian. He's got to work that out with God. But I'm telling you, I couldn't find the fruit on the tree. <laughs> right. Been in a couple of those and a couple of others where I sat and talked to the receptionist for an hour. Everything from to you know Hannah and her baby right you know and everything in between it's so amazing to see the difference in people you know and that's that's what it boils down to is everyone is different everyone is going to use Christian merchandise in one way or another right it's not my place to tell you use Christian merchandise, right? It is my place 
to make sure that I'm using it for my. It's a very good point. I think that's a good, uh, good summer and ending point for this. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. Just a reminder to everyone. Uh, we are now on Apple. I think, I think Matt we are a couple of weeks ago. So if you were, uh, make sure you go and, uh, give that a good five-star rating and share it with your friends, listeners and, and expand our, or expand our reach, right. So that we can talk about even more things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm looking it up here to see, uh, we have any more uh i noticed we've been getting a few more listens and don't see any reviews yet but hey i bet some people listen and want to leave us a nice review the review helps us get listed better uh we're rated as a clean podcast so there's that going for us nice (laughs) like as if our listeners had any doubt (laughs) i mean yeah let's see I can't see analytics directly with the platform we're using. But I see them aggregated to the platform. I notice it takes a little while to get there. So, yeah, y'all leave us a review, and uh, that'll help us get rated more, and more people can listen, and we'll do that sort of thing. Uh, y'all notice that we don't have sponsorships going on this podcast, um, mainly because we don't have enough people for sponsorships. And, two, Brian and I are very blessed and have good jobs, and we're just doing this as a way to talk about cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yep. All right. Well, listen, uh, I guess we'll bid y'all a farewell for now. <laughs>